We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. sense. All right, here we are. Welcome to the Pragmatic Doulas podcast. What is this is a new thing. Where's yeah, that? I'm trying to record it on a different thing so we don't have to stop every 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and pretend like we didn't. Oh, hello, everybody. Is this the multi-level layer of sound type thing that Vera told us about? So if I belch, you can take it out? I'm not taking it out, so just okay. don't, okay? I'm not that technical yet, so it's... I was just wondering if that was the purpose here, is if you wanted no, to see if you could. No, I actually, I used this um, for the first and maybe second um, uh, recording that we did oh. to edit. Um, but now I've heard other people talking about you know, just recording on a different platform and then putting it in. Because the anchor limits us to 30 minutes. And then we have to start over. And then we over. have to stop and go again. Mm -hmm. So this will just allow us to record. Okay. We don't so have to stop our flow. No, but what I would like to do is sort of stop and then do the birth separately because I usually put a little mm -hmm. thing in, so mm -hmm. I need to do that. Sure. Alrighty. All right. So what's we, our we check are in? the pragmatic doulas. Yeah. And oh, you want a little check in? That's yeah. a good idea. I always think we should do a check in, and we we don't. Mm -hmm. So what's our what's our? Everybody was tired this morning. Yes. yes. All of us. Why? Why are you tired? What have you been doing? Everything's mm. been back to back lately. I, yeah. Everything. Yeah. I just feel like as soon as it's, I have that moment where it's like, okay, I'm going to be able to sit and stop and do something, I get a new call or a new something or other comes up. And that's that combination of doula work and family, family life. Right? Yep. Um, and the multi-generational family. So sometimes it's someone from a parent or something like that that needs some attention. Or sometimes it's a child or goodness knows something going on. Well, you know, my mm -hmm. youngest is uh, going to be directly impacted by these cuts that are coming up. So right now we're also scrambling to find programming for her because her programming was canceled. Mm. So, so what oh, what horrible. cuts are those? Because Americans, oh. there are a couple Americans that listen to this too. I see. We're having cuts to our autism programming. Mm. So uh, that directly impacts my youngest. And so now we're scrambling to find new programming that's appropriate for her in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that um, hopefully will not bankrupt us. Yeah, well, true. That would be nice. That would be very nice. Yeah. yeah. But this is family life. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. How about you guys? What's been going on? Why are you tired today? I've been nonstop as well. So my days have been, did I have Saturday off this week? I think I had Saturday off. Mm -hmm. um, no, Saturday you went to Sudbury. That wasn't off at all. Oh, right. Saturday. <laughs> that was totally not off. Sorry. Saturday I went to Sudbury to take my son to a university to check it out, Laurentian. Um, shout out to the Venturers. Um whatever and um then fighting sunday, venturers yeah then sunday i had so okay let's go back to that so i'm there and they're giving out we're having this little like chat and you know sort of an introduction all the parents and kids are sitting there in the big form sitting down and at the end of it they're like yeah we've got some prizes to give out da, 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 da. So one of the questions was, what program do we have here that where you can be involved in the birth of 60 babies? And I'm like, shoot my hand up. 
like midwifery. I know it. Yeah. And the woman looks, doesn't look because I'm on the side, only looks at the people in front of her. And some like, you know, woman goes, um, midwifery? Like, fuck you. I had that first. <laughs> I put my goddamn hand up and first. And you were going to shout it out with enthusiasm. I enthusiasm. was. And you mm-hmm. drove your ass all the way I there. drove my ass four fucking hours to get there, and I don't get a prize? What the hell? <laughs> the only thing I get is a sore ass. Mm. Honestly. So, um, then Sunday I had a client visit, because I had to cancel it from, I had to cancel it from the earlier in the week, because mm-hmm. I had a nervous breakdown, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mon- Sunday night got sick. Mm-hmm. Everything was coming out of me from all... All top, the holes. top, all top the and holes. bottom, mm-hmm. yeah, from all the, from everywhere. So Sunday, what or Monday was exhausted, had to cancel all of the the three meetings I had then, mm-hmm. and now I've been trying to play catch up. So I don't have, and then this afternoon I have to go get. I'm going for cranial sacral oh, therapy. Very oh. nice. Have you ever? It had sounds that? like heaven. What is that? It's, it's head and uh, neck stuff, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it's by an RMT. Yes. It's not by an osteopath. Oh, is that where your chiropractor is? Same yeah. place? Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Yeah, so I've never had this before, so we'll see what happens. Because I do, I had a car accident a couple weeks ago, and my neck is fucked, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, got hit twice, basically, so we didn't talk about it. But, um, yeah, so now it's like, Turn to look to see if I can, and it's like my whole body has to turn to look and wow. see where I'm going. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, tonight I don't have anything on, and I'm going Touch to. Touch wood? Yeah. I'm <laughs> You're going to chill like not. the righteous <laughs> yep. chiller. Like the righteous bitch that I am. <laughs> I've been all things to everybody this week, and I'm fucking done. Yeah. So, yeah. I even scheduled Friday to be a no schedule nothing day mm-hmm. and had to reschedule because of Monday so now I have uh-huh. something on Friday yeah but at least it's in the day not at night that's kind of been me too I usually try to keep Fridays like blank yeah and I have not been able to do that I can't say that I have been all things to everybody because it's all been work I've been completely ignoring my house my kids because I have so much postpartum stuff to juggle mm-hmm. and I'm doing two big things every day and yeah. it's driving me bonkers because I'm totally spoiled. I can only do one thing a day. It's well, true. ideally, I'm the same ideally I would do one, only one thing a day. But like yesterday I had, what did I see? I can't even, what the fuck? You had what did I have visit. I had a postpartum visit um, at 12. It didn't even start early in the morning. So I did have my morning, but I had a postpartum visit from 12 to 4 and then I had a prenatal from 6.30 till whenever. So I had a little tiny break, and I drove home, got my stuff ready for my prenatal visit, and then went out there. The prenatal visit, the thing is, like, when you have really great clients, like, these people, we get along so well. And the, I arrive at 6.30, we have dinner. Yes, I have dinner with my clients because food. Mm-hmm. Um, as it should be. As it should be. And we end up talking and chatting and laughing, and I'm like, Oh my God, it's 1030. I should let you guys go to bed. I saw the, I saw the partner yawn. So I'm like, Oh no, I think I got to go. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. And I'm like, yeah, I need to go because I have to go to bed. And then I knew I had to come here this morning and that's kind of been how it's been 
um, with two sort of big things every day. And my children, I saw my daughter this morning. I didn't see my son. It's March break, so he's still asleep. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just had, kind I've got of two in the house right now. Yeah, and it's right just now. you know, I don't know. I'm gonna be home today at five thirty, and my sister's like, "Boo hoo!" So you did eight hours of work. Well, okay, <laughs> poor <but>. you. <laughs> but let's think about. It. I mean, I know. People are gonna. People who are not doulas may hear this and go, "Oh my God! Like, what? You're living the fucking life the of fuck? Riley." <laughs> but you have to remember, when you're with clients, you are on. Mm -hmm. You are emotionally yeah. on. Yeah. You are empathetically on. Yeah. And you don't get to not be on. And when yes. and for this, you know. You gotta be on. You gotta yeah. be. Yeah, and for the this podcast, so you know. everything and teaching classes, you gotta be on. on. People are staring at me for six hours a day when you're teaching. Yeah, I they're last all like night. staring right at you and listening to every word you say. It's emotionally exhausting. It is, and it's the going to two places too. Like if I went one place for eight hours and I had downtime during those eight hours, it would probably be easier to manage. Yeah, but you're on for four hours. I didn't have one second by myself those four hours yeah I was either with the birthing parent with the partner and the baby was always with us too yeah. it was well, I was always with somebody and then I had like I had to drive home from Ajax where you're get, on where I'm, yeah, I'm you have say to hi to my kids and they're asking me so no dinner again tonight that's right bitches feed yourselves downtown to yeah. be on again with with clients. Yeah. So I'm not complaining, okay? I'm not complaining, Absolutely Universe. I have a lot of clients that I'm juggling right now. And that's good. That's all that's good. That's awesome. I'm just saying that it makes me tired because I'm not 30 <laughs> no, anymore. No. And I mean, the driving alone, especially in this, this winter that we've had. Yeah. And trying to find parking and all. I went to a client yesterday and they're like, thanks so much for coming down. I'm like... Oh my God, I will come to you anytime mm -hmm. because you have ample parking, parking. underground, <laughs> visitor parking that I don't have to like do crazy headstands in order yes. to get. Yes. Love your place. Yeah. yeah. I know. We love all our clients, but sometimes parking is hairy. Yeah. Parking yeah, is in fancy downtown condos. You have to circle the block three or four times to find yes. the entrance. To find the entrance. Uh -huh. Yeah. Then you have to find and the buzzer. And then you're like, oh my God, it's a one-way street. Can't do that. Got to go all the way back around. And Or when the buzzer's on the wrong side. It's oh, like you have to get buzzer. out of your car to go hit the buzzer. It's like, who thought about this? Well, then that's just it. Like, I went <laughs> to one, I had one client where we had, I had to go downtown and the buzzer was like right by the door. So I had to actually physically get out of my car. Yeah. And this is... At nighttime, I'm sorry. I watch enough true pod, true crime podcasts where I don't want to get out of my fucking it, car exactly. at night yeah. in this dark alley. What yeah. am I stupid? Yeah. Or I've been at one place where you know there's always like a big ramp to mm -hmm. go to the underground parking. They put the the button for the security concierge like halfway down the ramp. Yes. So you've got to go halfway down the ramp, right? And so then I press the buzzer. No one's answering. No. Now there's two cars behind me. Yeah. And I'm like, who actually lives there? Do? What do I do now? Because the door's shut. I can't, like, just go in. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm buzzing frantically saying, you got to answer because yeah. I'm stuck on this hill yeah. and there's people behind me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Finally, they did answer, but it was very anxiety causing. Oh, it is. Hate. It absolutely is. I do not like underground parking. That's always been my thing. I don't like it. Even though I have a little tiny car and I can, like, fit in anywhere. Yeah. I don't. 
I still duck when I go under yeah. the, <laughs> I go you the, physically duck. the giant truck things. I'm like, oh my God. And I have this your micro so car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get so. into your car and I feel like I'm sitting on the ground. Yeah. Like, join me on my skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why we're tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you had a correction? Oh, yeah. Corrections Corner. Corrections Corner. Last week, we were talking about when we went to the AOD AGM and we were watching the program that they have in the States, blah, blah, blah. So we're having that conversation. And I chimed in, as I do, Mm -hmm. and and I refer to the AOD as the AOM. Force of habit. So, yes, I am very used to saying the AOM, which is the Association of Ontario Midwives, totally different and separate organization from the Association of Ontario Doulas, which is the AOD. So I just want to... It wasn't the AOM that I was speaking about. It was the AOD. All right. There. And surprisingly, you haven't gotten any write-ups Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. It's because it hasn't been published yet. Or because they've done it too. (laughs) Doesn't everyone do it? I do it. And I'm on the board of the AOD. (laughs) And I still say AOM. Yeah. Yeah. I so rarely say AOM that that it would never happen to me. I say it all the time because I work with the midwifery practice so that's always i'm getting emails from them all the time and stuff so (laughs) yep popped right up in your line of vision yeah so today we're talking fourth trimester stuff postpartum support what we do yeah we haven't talked about any postpartum stuff no we're always talking about labor birth the lead up interviews yeah all of those things Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm well, right now, my life is all about postpartum. That's mm-hmm. pretty much. I've only had one birth this year so far. That happened last week. Um, We're so tired. Yeah, I Our have like. Voices sound terrible. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. I'm all craggly. But I think I have like seven postpartum clients that I'm juggling. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I'm, I mean, I just finished with one yesterday. So six. Wow. Yeah. Shit. And it's craziness. Mm-hmm. I did, yes, uh, not yesterday, the day before did something that I really actually enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. I had a mom from one of the classes call mm-hmm. me up. Her baby was uh, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Her partner was going back to work, mm-hmm. and she wanted to have someone come and just talk to her and see how she was doing. So mm-hmm. I went for three hours, mm-hmm. and we talked. We, I looked at her breastfeeding. It was all going amazing. I looked at... Um, we talked about sleep. We talked about... Because... She was trying to, and I realize this happens, she was trying to fit in to this now four-week-old baby all the information the hospital had given her when baby was first born. Mm -hmm. But one-day-old information about what to do with baby is completely different from four-week-old baby Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So she just wanted to get some more, you know, knowledge and whatnot about... The next steps? About sort of what to... And I guess almost... Not permission, but to say, you know, oh, yeah, no, this is normal for this stage. This is, you know, this is what you should be expecting. This is what should be happening. Because she was still sort of focused on everything because the doctors and the nurses told her that this is what you need to do. Yeah. But that doesn't flow by the time you get like a four-week-old baby. Mm -hmm. And she was still focused on that. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was really kind of an interesting idea to 
maybe offer to my classes, you know, to just to, go there to, to just see go there for three hours and, you know, answer any questions you have. And it could be one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever. Um, I figure after four weeks, you really do need to be sort of, you really should be mm-hmm. getting the mm-hmm. hang of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did have a couple of breastfeeding things that needed to be fixed. And she did have, um, some sleep things that needed to be fixed. Um, not fixed, but adjusted, um, and yeah, and, and she wanted to talk about, you know, kind of her emotions and things like that as well, which mm-hmm. was, which I thought was great. And we talked about that mm-hmm. and the three hours just like flew, flew by. by. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing that I might start doing. Did for... you feel fulfilled and satisfied afterwards? I did yeah. because it felt good to you me felt to like say. You actually helped her. Yeah. And yes. it felt good to me. And I, and I'm hoping it felt good to her to say, you know what? No, you're doing fine. Yeah. This is all working. Yes. You're doing amazing. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just, because again, postpartum support is about replacing that village that we used to have mm-hmm. we used to have the grandmas and the aunties and the neighbors and whatnot would come and go oh, yeah everything this is what you do this is what mm-hmm, you do and mm-hmm. you just kind of and you they were with you for like months mm-hmm. well you lived there you lived, you lived yeah. in those communities and extended family situations so yeah. you you were the helper at some point probably and you've seen it play out with yeah. other people all the time so it's just a part of life. I was talking to my mom yesterday and telling her that that's what I was, or I was, I said, yeah, I'm going to see another client today and we're going to do baby's first bath. And she goes, she goes, oh, I didn't have that. She goes, I didn't have to do that. Aunt Jean did all that. And I said, yeah, we don't have Aunt Jean's Jean. anymore. <laughs> like, They're not around anymore. Jean did everything for you. Yes. But now you, now mom, you know why I do what I do. Like now you Aunt get. Aunt has a job now. Yeah. No. I am Aunt Jean yeah, for I'm, everybody. I'm the Aunt Jean for everybody. <laughs> Hire an Aunt Jean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You deserve an Aunt Jean. Mm. Aunt Jean's postpartum doula services. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, uh, I've been having a lot of clients who've also been doing really well. And it is, I mean, well in terms of breastfeeding is going well. Yeah, and, God, know, I love it Babies are, are nicely behaved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're sleeping well and everybody's getting as much rest as they possibly can. So it is a lot of question asking and reassuring and confidence boosting and, and all that. And it's surprisingly exhausting. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. I mean, you also have clients once in a while where they just need um, help picking up the house and whatever. And I do have one of those clients who's on her second baby and um, that's kind of stuff that she needs. And that's fine too, because I know at the end she's so grateful. Thank you. She was able to get like a good three hours sleep, which is awesome. It's Mm -hmm. heaven. Even an hour is heaven. Yeah. Waking up to a snack being made and ready for her, maybe something in the crock pot. And even, I mean, I have a variety of clients where they've got their moms coming over to do cooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yes. So they've got food is taken care of, but I'm happy to do that too. I'm one of those doulas that will cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, cook, not just chop up carrots for you. I'm, I'm the carrot making, chopper. Upper. You're the I, carrot chopper. I can't cook for I'm my own a, family. You don't want me cooking Give for me you. the pulling out the chicken, telling them at 8 o'clock before I come, make sure that thing is thawed out because I'm coming. I'm coming. There. Yeah. And if it's not thawed out, you got an instant pot because yeah. we can work with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I will cook 
I will do laundry. You only do baby laundry. I only do baby laundry. Which, you know, that's not a bad idea because do you want to be folding? I, I've done it once. Clients' I've, underwear. I've, I folded husband's underwear once yeah. and it felt and then you were like, super weird. Nope. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, no. Only baby I, laundry. I still do do that, but it does feel weird. I totally agree. But I'm like, if this is what's going to help these people, sure. you know, move through this phase nicely then i'll do it but i would rather not fold up his drawers <laughs> thanks so i have a system for doing that a mental system mm-hmm. you know kim and i worked retail for a long time when we were in high True. school we yeah. both worked at caruba and northern reflections in scarborough town center mm-hmm. when i'm folding someone else's laundry i literally put on my retail stuff hat and i'm just envisioning i'm folding something in the store oh. It, because I remember thinking, that's really kind of freaky, putting on, you know, folding Ryan's underwear. And that, that same day, I thought, I'm just back at Karuba, folding up the underwear, putting, <laughs> rolling it up, putting it in the basket. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I go back to Karuba Steph. Yep. And that's, that's I swear that's to good God, visualization. it is visualization, just... and now I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. As soon as I'm folding underwear or something peculiar like that, or, or like his hockey jock, that was really weird. That was just really Oh, fun. no, What's no, that? no. <laughs> the cup that they wear so they don't get a... Pucking the balls. And so why would you be? Why, why would that would be in the be, laundry? Because it's his hockey shorts. It's hockey. It's shorts with a pocket for the cup. Yeah. The cup is hard. It comes out. Yes. I didn't wash that sucker. I didn't touch that. But his oh under- my god. <laughs> but his yeah. Hockey gross. gear was in there. Gross. gross. Ew. Yeah. Gross. 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 Yeah. Gross. 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 Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's the gross song from Kim. <laughs> um. <laughs> just as an aside. Is not all the laundry in your house folded meticulously? Like no, are you kidding me? For my own family. What? Well, I don't oh. even do the laundry. The laundry is Megan's job. She spends the weekend oh, this sorting. This is all our laundry. I'll be folding that, and it will look like it's coming from Northern Reflections when it's oh, all over and like, done with. Oh, because you're like your professional clothes I'm folder. I'm a professional clothes folder. In fact, when my kids, I have to talk slowly because because they're here. Because they're here. When they fold stuff. Yeah, you refold it. I just refold. Oh. It drives me nuts. My, see, in my house, um, my kids all learn to do laundry when they're 10. Oh, they've washed it. They do oh. all that stuff, but they have this, no, this I mean, like, thing they where they are, cannot fold it. They are An 100% responsible for their own laundry. I don't know who needs, like, they wash, dry, fold, put away. I don't do anybody's laundry. I only they do, do my own. They do all of, my kids do everybody's laundry. Oh, they so take turns doing everybody's yeah, laundry. So whoever is, yeah. whoever's needs laundry done, the yeah. communal basket goes downstairs. Yeah. And they, I mean, that stuff will have some of my stuff look, in it too. if you're old enough to reach the controls yeah. on the washing machine, yeah. you're doing your own. I, so everybody gets a tutorial on their 10th birthday <laughs> and that's what you got. And I haven't washed anybody's stuff for 25 years <laughs> a really long time i taught will will taught thomas thomas taught Allie. that's a good system too yeah love it that's I good mean, for potty training too oh, oh don't even get me started no, on that really? we should go back we, we <laughs> you were off off track off track off track get back on track postpartum so yes yeah, so we do do laundry mm-hmm. we do um what is the weirdest postpartum thing you've done the weirdest postpartum thing that I have done. That you've agreed to do. I deheaded and defeathered a, what's it called? A chicken. A what? silky chicken. What the hell? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it, so in my, this Oh my God. <laughs> so it was already dead. Well, I'm thank goodness. I'm going to have nightmares. There's a, I open the fridge and there's this beautiful white chicken 
sitting there. How do you call a feathers. dead chicken in the freezer? It's not from the Beautiful. fridge. He was in the fridge, fresh, fresh killed, I guess. But he was sitting in the fridge, and it had feathers. It still had still? feathers. It was real fresh. They had literally no. the no, um, no, no. the confinement woman had gone to the store and picked up all the foods that were needed. And I was okay. There I'm sorry. Back up. Okay. The confinement <laughs> woman. That's what they're called. Okay. With the, I forget what they're called, but yeah, it's for the purpose of confinement. So the first thirty you know days confinement, after the confinement that born, that term. That means you're from time the 1600s? after the 1600s. Yes, it's still used Very, in some in cultures. In many Asian cultures, yeah. it, the first 30 days, the woman is to do nothing other than recover. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and her baby and to bed in with that, and for her just to be attended to with warm meals, meals mm-hmm. that have warm energy, mm-hmm. that are brought to her so that she can recover, and her baby will then recover from being born too. It's called confinement because for 30 days you don't leave the house. I know um, what confinement is. Yes. I do watch period pieces. Okay. No, it's still very I've active. I've never heard of a confinement woman. Yes, she, her she's, whole she's purpose like a, is a, to come make sure all those yeah, things are in place. Like so why were you there? Because I was there to help with breastfeeding and baby care. Ah. So she wanted to understand how things are done here, because ah. carrying over for her once her confinement lady leaves. Um, confinement sense. lady was making the food and and that, making sure things are set. Why was Because I came in... To, my client had gone to sleep. Baby was tucked in beside her. They were doing peachy keen. I came out in the living room, and she was working away. And so I asked her, is there anything I can do to help right now? And she said, go cut the head and, off that chicken and pluck the feathers. And she said, do you want to try something? Okay. In a very at thick least she, accent. Though. At least she acknowledged that this was a new thing for you. She doesn't just assume that this was an everyday. She didn't well, assume she got the humor. knew how to. Exactly. That was exactly it. She had a great sense of humor. Her English was not awesome. When she was asking me these things, you could tell she was really working on the English. Mm-hmm. But it was humorous between the two of us. And despite having a not great ability to communicate with words... She was laughing and laughing while she was <laughs> describing to me what I needed to do. And I thought, well, I already fucking offered. So, oh, God. I'd I learned like, how to do something. Do you else? know a beautiful white silky chicken is black? It, yeah. Underneath, when you pull all the, all yes. the things off, the skin is completely black. black. Yeah. It's like a blue black, like yeah. an, an ink black. So, so, how'd you take the head off? With a knife. You cut it off? I cut the chicken's head off. I'm and then what? And vomit. then, what did you do with it? Um, I gave it to her because, and then she I took off. Sorry, I took off the things first, the feathers, yeah. and then I cut off the head. And by then, she was just ready to roll on the ground, and she pushed me aside and said, "You need to stop." So she, she just pushed me back out of the kitchen. But she got terrible, terrible, wonderful humor from watching oh me try to do this mm-hmm. and keep myself together. Were you horrified? No, not really. I'd have vomited in my mouth. It was interesting. I just stood back and I watched her do some more things after I went and cleaned myself up because got a little. Spray. I wasn't. I I wouldn't have been horrified because I've seen it. You know, being it's, part Asian myself. Yeah. I've seen those chickens with the head and the feet. Yeah. Everything. The whole entire chicken is. I mean, we're used to seeing it goes headless, in the pot, right? Feetless chickens, and if you're making like really good broth. That's the that way to use. do it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Oh, yes. They waste nothing. Yeah. Every single Nothing's piece wasted. of that bird is used. Yeah. I mean, right. in Jamaica, you make soup with chicken feet, mm-hmm. and it is the healthiest soup. It gets all gelatinous, and it's so good for you because it's full of collagen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and That's right, my dry friend. heaving here. Yeah, it is. It's true. Physically um, holding look, it in yeah. Scottish Bone broth. and Irish. We don't do anything. Are you serious? We, I we bet sh- they do. I they bet they do. They probably do, but they don't anymore. They yeah. probably did, but they don't anymore because they, they talk the to me about haggis. Animals. What the hell is haggis? Nobody eats that anymore. It's not mm, bad. Really? 
<laughs> but it's probably really good. For, you probably should. No, <laughs> haggis is probably really good for you. I don't know. <laughs> and Kim continues to dry heat. Oh my yeah. God, oh, that's that's, so that's cool. That is a good one. I have nothing even close to that. No, my you should have gone last. My story. My I haven't done was, anything weird. Is there anything that you've done that you went? I'm so not doing that ever. Well, again. I've been asked to there we go to sleep with. My clients, meaning <laughs> both the mother and the father and the baby in the bed. I can see where that would be crossing a boundary for you. And I didn't even understand what they were saying because it was like they were speaking another language. This was years and years ago, and it was the mom who suggested it. And then the dad was just there shaking his head like, yeah, 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 that's a good idea. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> can we clarify? What did you, what do you want me to do? Sorry, what? Yeah, What? Um, oh, we just would feel so much more comfortable because they had they had a um, uh, a thingy. What are those thingies the side called? You put it in the middle of the bed. Oh, okay. I'll put the baby in it. I know yeah. what you're talking right? about. So they had a big king size bed. So fantastic for the two of them. Where the hell am I going to sleep? Cross because if three adults and a baby in a <laughs> docketot type of thing in in a bed. That means, like, I'm all snuggled up to somebody. <laughs> Who's it going to... No. So, I just looked... There was this big, long pause where I just looked at them. <laughs> what? What? And then I said, no, I don't think that's necessary. I really don't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um, it'll be fine if I have the baby with me. And then... Um, I'll just bring the baby we'll just bring, you. Yeah. I said, no, I don't think that's necessary. And I just, like, turned around and walked out of the room with my face like... <laughs> What the, is, what, are they serious? <laughs> Either they're like seriously, yeah, or, or are they weird? Are they serious? They mean it. They think this would be a helpful thing. Or are they weirdos and they just want me in their bed? Mm -hmm. Or, or what? I don't know. Oh my God. That's so that was, so, so that was the weirdest request that I've ever had. You handled that um, very well. You did. The only way that I could handle it, like by looking like, what the hell? No. Hmm? It's the only way that I could handle it. They felt that There's... comfortable to ask you, though. I mean, there you go. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how about you? Did you have you done anything weird or been asked to do anything weird? I did. See, I don't do a whole lot of postpartum, um, but uh, one time I was working. I had done. See, I have, and we talked about this before. The way I work is, I prefer, though I am getting better at this. I prefer to work with the family from birth to postpartum as mm -hmm. opposed to just postpartum. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm getting better at that. Um, but I went to this family's home after the birth. She'd had a, a cesarean birth, and they lived in this sort of 1800 turn of the century home in mm -hmm. Toronto. Mm -hmm. Beautiful place, and. Uh, the stairs, the wooden stairs, were all painted white. Mm -hmm. And she said, and the laundry had been done, and the baby was asleep, and she was going for a nap, and all of this stuff. And I'm like, is there anything? I'd already cleaned the kitchen. She's like, I said, is there anything you'd like me to do? Mm -hmm. And she goes, can you clean the floor, the stairs? And I thought she just meant, like, sweep them. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'll totally sweep stairs, no problem. I said, yeah, sure, of course. Um... So then she hands me a magic eraser and wants... She wanted you to like get on your knees, knees and, and, and scrub off, uh, wipe every, off each all... Each individual stair. Yeah, with that had like a mark mm, on it. Talking about stuff. light housekeeping. People. Yeah. <laughs> light housekeeping. <laughs> so I, I started to do it and I thought, she'd gone to bed and I'm thinking, 
the fuck am I doing this? And then I thought, meh, I'm getting paid $25 an hour to do this. Mm -hmm. I'll keep doing it Mm -hmm. because I really don't have anything else to do. Why not? Um, But I definitely, the next time I went to a client, made it clear that it was light housekeeping and not heavy-duty housekeeping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I love those clients anyway, so it was okay. I've definitely done housekeeping that's bordered on heavy organized entire kitchens done that and linen closets um i've done well this i considered heavy just because you know i'm I'm out of shape but (laughs) it's like three bedrooms in the in the house and and um the client asked me to change the sheets on all the beds which is not a big deal but also change the duvet covers oh fuck them oh my god so doing one Makes me all sweaty and angry, and I feel like crying. Yes, I had I did three that day, you know, like take the duvet covers off and then put a new duvet cover on, and then take all the sheets off and put new sheets on, and new and they have like the big giant pillows that don't go down to the pillowcase, oh. and and I did three bedrooms of of that, and I'm, I had new respect for hotel maids. Yes, yep. after Absolutely. that day, so I've done that. I've taken the baby for a walk. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's great on a nice that. June day. I've gone grocery shopping. Yeah, I do. I kind of like that, too. It's a nice, like, change of scene. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually have, like, fancy supermarkets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to, like, the downtown Longos. That was awesome. Ooh. Yeah. I was just, like, wandering around. Their hot Ooh. food area is very nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, That's certainly not the food basics. Where no. <laughs> it's way better than, like, the <clears throat> Scarborough food basics. Yeah. Up the road. No um, offense to Scarborough No offense food to basics. Scarborough food, but you provide it's, food. Yeah. You do. You do. In a and basic kind of way. Yeah, because it's basically Or food. with no frills attached. No frills. Correct, <laughs> which we totally appreciate also. Absolutely. But it's a whole different shopping experience when you go to Longo's. Um, but that's, I'm, I haven't done anything. No, nothing really. No, nothing too. No, nothing really weird. Um, somebody's asked me. If I do breast massage, mm-hmm. there's an RMT in Toronto who specializes in that. But yes, yes, as a doula. Correct. I mean, do you touch breasts? If I'm helping with breastfeeding, but I don't yes. do breast massage. I do instruct them on how to you yes. know, give yourself a good gentle mm-hmm. massage when things are feeling a little sore or backed up. And I don't, I don't have a problem theoretically with doing it. I just don't feel skilled i don't know how mm-hmm. in nice. terms of what they mean and what they're talking about what the objective is yeah because my earliest memory of breastfeeding is of my mom doing that for my aunt speaking about that village yeah. thing mm-hmm. yeah. my my aunt had just had a baby the baby it was a home birth and things didn't go as well as they thought it would the baby was really tiny so the baby was taken to the hospital and a couple of days later i remember going to my aunt's house i was six and sitting in the adjacent room with my cousin and hearing my mom and my aunt in the other room and they were doing breast lots of breast massage and then they started hand expressing like my mom sat in a chair across from my aunt and my aunt held like an enamel basin under her breast Mm -hmm. and I was just hearing (laughs) oh my god the milk squirting out and my mom was full of joy she was like cackling oh my god look at all that and my mom was the one who was doing the hand expression yeah she was expressing my aunt's yeah. br- milk into right. the, and then they took the milk to the hospital for my my other cousin oh so my god, that's, that's my cool. first memory so i don't have a problem doing it yeah. i just don't think i know how to do it to 
meet some sort of therapeutic objective. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's my only thing. And somebody's asked me recently if I do that. I had a client ask, not specifically about, I think, massage and such, but when she had her first baby when she was in India, she said that breastfeeding was horrible for her. She was so mm-hmm. filled up. She had a cesarean when she was there. She's so filled up with fluid. She didn't mm-hmm. even feel like she could bend her arms to hold her baby to mm-hmm. breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't holding the baby well, and there's a lot going on that caused her pain. But her mom showed up after the baby, two days after the baby had been born, and she came in and she said she loved that her mom came in, grabbed hold of her boob, and slapped that baby on. Hold on a second. Didn't you just see what she did? I don't know what she, she did. She jack the finger. Look at Jack. I, I saw some sort of hand gesture. Look at Jack. Can you not hear him? Just What's like he so, doing? He's going. <laughs> he's breathing? Is that your No, concern? but it's. <laughs> he's trying to try to make a point over there. And Kim just looks at the something. innocent dog and she goes. <laughs> like, Jack shut has... the fuck up. See? Now he knows we're talking about him. She needs to go outside. She just like shoots Jack the finger. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you. It's not even lunchtime yet. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to podcast here, man. It's like the highlight of my week. Come on, outside. <laughs> okay, now I gotta take off my sweater, which is normal. Dang, I always have to. You know, I'm freezing. I've got my my double layer long sleeve and my scarf your on, blanket and, I'm, scarf. and I'm cold. And I'm here in like a skimpy tank top because, whoo, you just made me laugh. So, and you're just funny. you know all that thought about you had a visceral reaction to talking about changing those duvets. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Well, sorry. What were you saying? Sorry. Oh yeah, her mom came and she said it. Although it hurt so badly for her, her mom came for every feed, grabbed her by the boob put that baby on and she said she just remembers it being relatively violent oh, yes. Jesus. and so I was waiting for her to say you know can we make sure that that's not going to happen uh-huh. I don't that's not how I want to handle it she's like will you do that for me will you just show up and grab my boob and slam that baby on there and make sure I'm breastfeeding I'm like maybe not like that no. mm-hmm. you know I would really like for you to not hate it mm-hmm. or yeah. feel like you need to curl your toes mm-hmm. yeah. when it's happening yeah. I said I will help you I will not Firmly take hold of your breast and put your baby on, but hopefully I won't have to as well. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully we'll, yeah. we'll just be rocking this breastfeeding thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she had a positive association with a similar story where, where this, somebody came in and came in and just really took over. helped her. Yeah, yeah, hands-on help. Absolutely, she was getting engorged and stuff too. So she was like on the. She remembers her breasts being so tight Ooh, yeah. that like she could practically yes. see her reflection in them. Oh my God, because yeah. they were so like shiny. They, yep. Oh, remember that? Yeah. I had that with my first. I remember that. I used to yeah. wear maxi pads in my bra instead of breast pads. And I, I would drive from my place at McCowan and Eglinton down to my friend's house just mm-hmm. in the beaches. Mm-hmm. By the time I got down there, mm-hmm. I had be soaked all of the pads. Yeah. Two that was postpartum me. maxi pads yeah, crisscross in my bra. Jesus, I had a monster. I never, reaction. I never did that. I just used like washcloths. Yeah, folded in had. four and stuck them in there. I was a horrible leaker the first few weeks. Everything's just pouring, pouring, and just thinking about the baby. Mm-hmm. Oh God, there, there they it go would again. Be like a letdown. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst. I really that I really hated that I because you, I had to sleep in a bra for months <clears> because <throat> of. I'd be soaked all over because you if you need a bra to put the a little bit of counter pressure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, waking up in bed and it's like a pool. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. Soaked. Everything was soaked. Oh my goodness. But I mean, I don't know what the official protocol is like with LCs or anything. But I do do a lot of hand. I was ask permission 
first, oh, of, course. Yes. of course. And almost everybody says yes because they want the help. Yes. And I usually say, let me see. Just What's show me what on? you do. Yes. Show me what you do. And then if there are if if I can make suggestions without putting my hands on her, I will. Yeah. Sometimes there's just you you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or sometimes it's the best <clears throat> way to help her to show a technique. And if she said yes, I don't have a yeah, I, issue with I do that too. Like I will go in and say, okay, well let's let's see what you're doing. Like just do what you do, and then if need be, again mm-hmm. ask permission. That's huge, I think, because I think in hospitals they don't. They just kind of manhandle your boobs yeah. and jam this baby on, and you're well, it's all over and done with. You're going, what the fuck? Just and also, said? they don't necessarily explain what they're doing. No, they just do it for you, and then you're like, okay, how do I replicate that yeah. at home? Right. right. I will say, do you see the way I'm doing this? I'm going to do this next, yeah. and this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. And then maybe, and then we try to switch. See where my hand is. See if you put your hand right there. Yeah. Or exactly. whatever, so that she can replicate it. At what's the point? You're not going to live there with her. Right. No, exactly. So she needs to be able to replicate what you're. It's like when you go to the hairdresser, and they do your hair all nice, and you can never get ever. it the right way no. again when you go home. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had that on fucking City Line. Did I tell you guys I was on City Line? And oh. they chopped all of my TV? hair off. Oh, yes. 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 I know that's How good. short? Oh, it was all gone. My hair was down, like, three quarters down my back. They chopped it off behind my ear and shaved up the back of my head. What? Yep. So you look like a badass biker chick, and you wanted to look like... I'm even, I'm I spent not sure most of my 20s looking like that. You did, actually. Kim, and Kim rocked that hair, as per usual. Mm. Her hair always looks good. Mm-hmm. Not in any of the pictures that we posted here, because I... Mm-hmm. When... Or... Thursday, Friday is my hair washing day. Yeah, you you should totally <laughs> do the shaved. Hair it was like thing this again. shaved bobby type thing. Yes, yes. I know what you mean. Layers and shit. Yeah, yeah. And did it look good? It looks great the day they did it. Yeah, and then I got sh- home and went, "What the fuck?" And I had a six month old baby. How do you baby manage that? And I, well, pretty much barrettes. Let's just talk. about... <laughs> That two barrettes back <laughs> off the front of my face because I'm got a baby. You, you I'm can't looking after. have your yeah. hair going in your eyes. Exactly. So I looked like a four-year-old schoolgirl afterwards with two barrettes on yeah. either side of my head. My little short hair, nothing down the back. Mm-hmm. And um, I need to see a picture. My husband at the time trying to just be kind because I'm taking care of the baby. I'm like, you better not say anything. Mm-hmm. But just keep walking, Alex. Well, because your life walking. is not you standing around in a club looking cool. Yeah. No. With your hair in your eyes like that. That's and not even your when life. I tried, <laughs> now they did a great job. They did a great, it looked great. But yes, there was no no ability to replicate that. No. Yeah. It was very upsetting. It took me yeah. a long time to grow that shit out. Yes. So people need to, I feel really strongly that if I'm doing that, I'm, there needs to be a reason. If I've yeah. got my hands all over somebody's boobs, mm-hmm. then I need to explain. This is why I'm doing yeah. this. This is how I. This is how I suggest you try this, or blah blah blah, or whatever. And I think you can see too when you talk to people and you explain sort of why things are happening, and not just you know like explain the mechanics of things. Yeah. Some people are visual learners. Some people, you know learn from doing some people learn because they need to understand how things work mm-hmm. and when you sort of incorporate because I have a tendency when I do things to like do it three different ways and try to explain it three different ways so that I can see the light bulb go and it's mm-hmm. like yeah okay yeah and I think they appreciate that mm-hmm. and they appreciate mm-hmm. that we're telling them not just 
you know, baby does, it's not always a matter of baby on boob and that's it. It's a matter of, well, this is what we're doing. And if, you know, the chin is in, if we need to do this, straighten your wrist, this is why. It makes it so much easier for them to, as you say, yeah, replicate it. Replicate it afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then partners standing over there going, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And then they're helping to replicate it if she Absolutely. can't remember. Taking Later. the picture from above so that the yes. visual you're looking for, it's like, okay, here's what you're looking for. So he takes it like right from here from where she'd be yep. looking. So he's looking for the space on the neck yeah. and everything. And they're like, yeah, okay, I got it, I got it. This is what we're looking for. Yeah. And so they can be helpful later. You know what else, though? Like when we talk about supporting breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Which is I, a big part of postpartum work. It, it really big, is. Like normalizing all of those things. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many families I have showed up to assist where I'm hearing they need the whole areola has to be in the baby's mouth. Can we talk about... Who's telling people that? People, I mean, give me a break. I know, I know. And, okay, and we have to talk about different cultures. Different cultures have different size areolas. I mean, woman to woman in general, we do. Yeah. But, and different size nipples, they point different ways. Can I, I, I showed up to this poor woman who has huge areolas. Yeah, and, and they're like so, that all the time. What is that, a radius? Yeah, from yeah, the nipple the, to the edge, the, the radius is very, very wide. Yeah. That's how some people, like mine, my areolas could never fit into my baby's <laughs> mouth. Are you no. crazy? And, you know, we have to s- unhinge their jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you are a cobra. No, but there's, and that's um, how our horror movie begins. <laughs> but looking at, it doesn't, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It, you do not need the whole areola in there. Stop reading those things. Stop. If you're the person telling someone you need the whole areola in the baby's mouth, stop what you're doing. Yeah. We don't that, want that. That doesn't even. But you no. need some of the areola in the yes, mouth. Like we some. need to. Well, I don't even talk about the areola at <clears throat> oh, all. Yeah. The baby's mouth needs to be full of uh, breast. Ooh, yeah. That's it. However much of the areola is in there is whatever is not relevant. It the baby's mouth needs to be full of breast. But I hear it That's all it. the time. Yeah, so do I. So stop saying yeah. that if you're the person saying that. <clears throat> stop it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. What else? I'm out of ideas. Well, when you go for a postpartum, do you kind of if some no one has asked for anything specific going in or. And I think we've all um, worked with families where you go in and they're looking at, looking to you mm-hmm. to guide the day. Yeah. If you're going to guide the day, generally speaking, what would it look like? Well, first of all, I never go for a day. I mean, well, for My your, visits day, are four your, your hours. hours together, for your next mm-hmm. four hours together, well, what would I, be the first thing you'd do? Well, we, I start with talking, mm-hmm. always. And sometimes that takes up half the time. Yeah. Talking, questions. And I try not to have that happen. So I talk to them beforehand and I say, please make a list of questions that you have. Please think about some things you might want me to do. So I rarely have that situation where I show up and people are just like, what now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell them, these are the things that I can do. These are the things that I'm really good at. So please use me as much as you can during the four hours that I'm there. And I set that up beforehand. So that hardly, because I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I mean, if it ever did happen, I would start. I would do it then. Let's talk about what areas you're struggling in, what questions you might have, and what we're going to do today to make this visit feel <laughs> worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's only like maybe if people have hired you for many, many visits, and then you realize halfway through that they're fine. 
Yeah. yeah. That happens sometimes too. And I'm, I'll say it, you guys are doing great. I mean, we can talk about money and how does that work <clears throat> money-wise. Do you give people money back or whatever? But mm-hmm. I have done that uh, several times. If people are doing really, really well and all I'm doing when I'm there is chit-chat and small talk, then you guys are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know um, you can send hate emails to thepragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. <laughs> I see so many times, and we saw this, we had somebody ask about this, where postpartum doulas are selling, like, the minimum is, like, 250 hours or 500 hours. Yeah. I can't remember who asked. Somebody posted um, on one of the message boards in Toronto and said, you know, is there anybody who has, like... A 20-hour package. (laughs) Yeah, they don't need a lot. They just need a little bit. And I, for me, the way I work is I do not, absolutely do not want to oversell because I don't like, like that. I don't want to be with them any more than I have to be. Yeah. And I don't want to have to give money back. I would rather sell smaller amounts and add on. And complete it and complete the term and and then maybe add add on on one or two. necessary. Yeah. Rather than be hired for 15 visits when really... They're good with four or or whatever. And then you're going every day, and it's boring as hell. Because you're not helping. No. You're not supporting because everybody's great. I mean, even a lot of times people are like, I I suggest, do you want to go have a nap? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling, no, we had a great night last night. I'm good. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you need me to make you something to eat? No, my mom came, and the fridge is full of food. Yep. Okay. Um, Breastfeeding is going well because you've seen it over yeah. the last few visits and now what and sometimes I mean I have had a client say to me I just want you to come I do want you to come and just chit chat with me that really helps me out a lot because I'm here alone every day all yeah. day with this baby and it really helps to have another adult person here and that, that's cool and yeah. I don't mind that can help with postpartum mood disorders like if yes, yes. connection that, that absolutely feels good and that's fine it is when you can tell that they're like Hmm, we overstep we really overbooked yeah. this chick because we yeah. really don't need we're yeah. good. We're we have got enough support. Thank you. Yeah. I always say to clients before, please think about the minimum amount of support that you are gonna need. Yeah. Consider the support that you might have from family members and friends and so on, and think about the minimum amount of support that you would need for me. From me. Yeah. And then we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah. Because I mean I have had somebody hire me for 14 visits yeah and we 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 for mm, about nine visits those it was very very uh i was really needed i felt needed and then she started feeling she had real lots of complications after her c-section and then um the last couple started to feel here. Yeah. yeah. We're over the hump. It yeah. felt like glorified babysitting. Very, very expensive babysitting. babysitting. Yeah. And then the last visit she said, you know what? Eh, I don't I'm I'm good. Maybe she said, I have a friend who's due in whatever month. Could I transfer that one visit to that person? And I yeah. said, sure. That's what I was gonna ask is if you as opposed to giving money back, do you ever offer I've never done I've never no. done it before but I, that client gave me that idea so I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I offered so I had a similar situation a while ago someone had booked 
yes, a, a large amount. And even though I, you know, had some short some misgivings about it when they hired me, just because they're also their personalities are so go f- go with the flow about everything mm-hmm. that I thought. They're just going to go with the flow afterwards. They were totally cool with the idea yeah. of being up all night and sleeping all day. They're like, hey, we got to sleep all day for the first three months. Fuck it. We'll yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they were totally down with whatever mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. learning curve was. I thought, yeah, I'm going to even fucking need me. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, <laughs> um, we did like the first five days and there was another five days left. And as we were talking about on the sixth day, <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, you guys are really just rocking this. You're going with it. You're not trying to make up for anything. You're flowing with the sleeping in the day and Mm -hmm. being alert for the witching hours and the late night feeds. I said, I'm not feeling like I'm fully being needed here. And then you have your friends stopping by and everything's going well. Um, I was thinking of giving you back a few days worth of, of postpartum care or we can spread it out. And then her partner pops up and he goes, well, we really like talking to you. I said, well, I really like talking to you. He goes, how would you feel about just kind of like staying on call for questions for the rest of the year? Oh. I thought, that's fucking awesome. He goes, like a consultant. He goes, if we have a question about the color of the poo, I'd love to be able to send you a picture. And I'm like, great, <laughs> send me a picture. And she goes, yeah, you know, I hear breastfeeding changes quite a bit in the first year when you're adding foods and stuff like that. I'd love to be able to just ask you questions about that. But sure. So... Instead of doing the last visits, they asked me to stay on call for questions. Oh, that's fucking awesome. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did it work out in reality? In reality, they asked questions, a couple questions in that month. When they were introducing foods, they were asking questions. And then they invited me to their first birthday party. That was the last text I got asking, hey, you want to come to the birthday party? We'd love to have you. Mm. Um, Yeah, and I went to the birthday party. And then again, they gave me a thank you gift. I'm like... You know, you already paid me, but Love thank you that. very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They gave me a lovely thank you gift mm-hmm. at their child's birthday party. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was a great relationship and they felt really supported having the option there. Yeah. And uh, so that worked out really well. And I've offered that again to another person and they liked it as well. They only, they said, well, just for the first trim or the fourth trimester, I'd love to be able to reach out to you in the first four months to ask about all the stuff that's constantly changing. You know, one day I'm a double E, another day I'm a C. Mm-hmm. Flow, you know, poo. Yeah. That's, that's isn't that I like this? that idea. Yeah. That's a good consultation. idea. Consultation. So yeah. yeah. I really like offering consultation with someone who is not family. And that's the big thing. They said, I don't want it to be family. I don't want it to be my pediatrician. I want it to be just someone who's kind of been on the ground with me yeah. and understands what I need to hear and I might even be able to hear it better from you than from yes. my mom yes, or from my aunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, okay, that's great. Perfect. Oh. I love that idea. Yeah. I'm going to think about that one and incorporate it into um, your stuff. My stuff. Yeah. Cool. Where are we at? Well, we're We're almost an hour. Mm-hmm. I have okay. one more question. Okay. From the you time came you, prepared. I, I, well, I'm thinking about all this She's, shit. Yeah. From the wow. beginning of doing postpartum from the first time you started doing postpartum support until now, what would you say has changed in the way you do care? Hmm. Well, I used to do overnights and I do not any yeah. longer. <laughs> that was a big, huge That's a hard sh- pass. I, I never did daytime. Mm-hmm. I only did overnights. And, um, <clears throat> is that when the kids were younger and it was just to be kind of available during the day? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause we homeschooled and so I need to be home. Unavailable during the day for them. 
that was a whole crazy juggling act of life. Wow. Sleeping here and then getting up, doing stuff with them, catching another nap, catching another nap, and then going to wow. postpartums. I used to do 10 to 6 overnight. Um, and then about seven years ago, about 45, when I was about 45, I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was perpetually tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always feeling like I was on the verge of getting the flu. Yes. And yeah. I could not continue seeing everything through like a haze, haze. of sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, if I got four, if I got a, a nap or so during the night, that was, that really helped. But the thing is, just like with new parents, yeah, having your sleep broken up, right, is, is a killer. Yeah. So if I could get two hours here and three hours here and another hour there, that's okay, add it all up, maybe it's six hours and maybe I would have been okay on six hours straight a night, but not six hours broken up. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to stop yeah. and, um, and then started doing daytime and then cut to instead of eight hours doing four hour visits, which so feels you were doing like eight hour visits initially, eight hour daytime visits initially. Yeah. I just switched from day to overnight to daytime. Mm-hmm. And then I switched from eight hours to four hours. And what feels, made that switch for you? Like, what it was just, the trigger? It, not, it was too much. Uh, people just don't need me there for eight hours a day. Yeah. Maybe, like, day one, home from hospital kind of thing. But even then, I just don't think so. Yeah. I, My whole philosophy is that when I leave um, a home, when I'm finished working with a family, I want to leave them really grateful that we have this relationship together, that they learned a lot from me and with a, a lot of confidence but still with a little bit of fear <laughs> <laughs> well we're parents a li- fear exactly. is what we live with every yeah. day you no know, you can't take away all of the uncertainty you need to no. have because there's a whole <clears throat> lifetime ahead of you now and I can't take uh, neither would I want to take that all away I just want them to feel like you know what we don't know what's out there. It's all a little bit scary, but I think that but we, we can, can do, do it. it. Yeah. And that's how I want to leave them grateful, filled up, and still kind of shaking a little bit. Yeah. But you can do it because then when you do do it, it is far more satisfying. It's far yes. more fulfilling yes. when you make it through like one hurdle and the other hurdle. And I don't think you can do that if you're like there all the time doing every single thing for yeah. people and being indispensable, which mm-hmm. is... That's you know, people not our say job. that to doulas all the time. Oh, I couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, yeah you, you, you could have. You would have done it. It would have been it. It would have, wouldn't been, have been horrible. As nice, but no. <laughs> you would have done it without me. So I don't feel like my job is to be indispensable. I wanna. So there was a time I think that's changed too, because maybe I used to. Th- I think I used to think that there was a time, um, just in recent memory, where people were like, you know this whole idea of you have to work yourself out of a job and that's bullshit and blah, blah, blah. No, that is actually my job. My job is to work my way out of a job. Yeah. Is to make sure that you are good and confident in as sufficient amount of time so that you can do this without me. Yeah. And again, send hate mail to the pragmatic dude. Nobody's going to send hate mail. You know there fucking will be. If this was, <laughs> if we put this on a Facebook group, mm-hmm. we would be inundated with, oh my God, no, this is my no. And they'd be all um, over that. I guess I just don't give a shit. <clears throat> I think that's more, I, I mean, don't give a shit either, but. People who want to evolve to, I, I, I think the first year of a child's life, it's important to have supports in place. Yes. But the specifics of postpartum doula work 
can yeah. evolve and can evolve easily <clears throat> to a nanny style work where you're working with the whole family and you're doing more mm-hmm. baby care yeah. um, while the parents are going in to do that. And that's different from doula work, although mm-hmm. it can evolve from the initial doula yeah. work True. to mm-hmm. different needs that the family needs. True. Um, and I think that's where those huge packages come in. But understanding the family at the beginning, what are you looking for? Yeah, what do you actually you know? need? What yeah. do you think you might need? And are you buying this package because you're hoping this will evolve into a nanny-style situation? Mm-hmm. And then you as a doula get to say, oh, I don't want to evolve into that relationship. Yes. I want to focus on, like what you were saying, yes. working my way out of a job. That's yeah. individual to the doula. Well, and that's just it. I think just from this discussion alone, we can see that we all work to the way we personally need to do it like you are four hour shifts and that's mm-hmm. sort of where mm-hmm. you're where you are yep. you know i again prefer to work with somebody i've already met so either in my class or you've done the birth I've done the birth something mm-hmm. like that i i don't have a comfort level where i go in cold mm-hmm. and you like the three hour shifts right Three to four, yeah. I really don't want to do more than that. Because then again, I don't feel like I'm, I don't know, I always feel like I'm standing there going, I don't really want to do laundry. Um, You know. (laughs) Home at a client, whatever. Yeah, like I hate doing my own laundry, so that's why I have children. Um, But, but yeah, like I think we go, we see on these message boards and stuff, you know, what should I do? Well, what do you want to do? I mean, I say that to parents as well. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What? How can this business be designed so that it specifically works for you? There mm-hmm. is no one way to do this job, just mm-hmm. as there's no one way to parent. And also because every family is different. Exactly. So their needs are going to be different. That's you right. mentioned the, the, what do you call that little scrubber brush thing? Magic the magic eraser? eraser. I can't tell you how... When I was, I guess, in a little bit of the baby blues, postpartum depression type stuff, how hyper-focused I was on scuffs on my wall. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, had I asked somebody to, because I did this after Just my cesarean section, I got on my hands and knees and cleaned under my fridge. Because in I had this little hyper-focus about I had to get the things that were caught between the fridge and the counter and stuff and then going up the stairs the scuffs going up the stairs had someone done that i would have been like oh man okay that's done i feel so much better now maybe that would have also been a trigger for someone to say what's up with steph she's like got me doing fucking magic eraser shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i was hyper focused on those things so but for some families it's just these things that make everything in their life look relatively normal while this chaos is going on Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the fucking magic eraser that yeah. gets them around that bend and allows them to go take that nap. And only the individual doula can decide what they will do mm-hmm. and what they will not do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's up to them. Mm-hmm. There's no... I will not sleep with you in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a boundary that I've drawn around myself. I won't yeah, do it. Exactly. And I no longer magic erase floors. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. What's your boundary? Do you have any boundaries? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I mean it doesn't feel like there would be many boundaries. You know what? Um, so when I did my postpartum hours, I did five-hour days. Mm-hmm. Now, and that was my package. I said five-hour days, 9.30 to 2.30, here's yeah, what I'm that's, doing. that's what we have on our website. That's right. And I feel like maybe we need to adjust it just because of the fucking traffic think, in the morning oh, now. Fuck yeah. That's I used true. to be able to get down into the bowels of Toronto at 9.30 By 9 in the morning. Now, shit is not no, happening no. now. No, I five to leave my house before sunrise. In order to get to your house by nine, I'm not. That's, no. that's right. 10 no. to one. So I, I, do, I said 10 to one. one. I do 10 to two or 11 to three. Yeah. yeah. That's it. 11 to three preferably. But then, then you're skirting with 
coming home traffic. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Depends so, on the route you're taking. Yeah. And I want to be here home for the kids. Like, I want to be able to be here for them when they get home. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they need me, but you just like I, I like my kids, mm-hmm. so I want to actually be mm-hmm. with them. And I find that for them, they're most talkative right after school. So mm-hmm. I want to be And you don't want to miss that, that window because you know with no. teenagers, yeah. you miss it's the window, window and they slam it shut in your face. Too <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. You weren't here yeah. when I wanted to talk That's about right. it. And That's we're right. going to dad's now. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you've got you've got to sort of juggle that. Yeah. Um, so that's how we work. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we've created, you know, being, what do you call us? Career doulas? Career doulas. Career yes. doulas. Being doulas for, you know, an inordinate amount of time, we've created for ourselves something that works specifically for us. I'd love to hear what works for other people. Like, are there people who do those kind of hours 3 to 8, like 3 p.m. to 8 p.m.? Yeah. Like, do you do oh, evening, yeah, evening, evening work? Postpartum like, shifts. Because I've had people ask about that. Yes. I won't do that. Um, If you offer that, please let us know. Yeah. Because that's a great service, especially if someone is having their second, third, fourth child. They have other children coming home that they actually, like you said, they like their kids. They want to spend some time with them, but they want someone who will help them move through the witching hours at the same time. Yes. And um, still help with that care Mm -hmm. and know that their kids have maybe an extra set of hands or can still come to them because there's a couple people managing the stuff with the baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear if people are doing that. Yeah. How you got into it. So... Email us at thepragmaticdoulas at gmail.com and let us know what you do. So maybe we should uh, take a break mm-hmm. and then come back with Our some story. story. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hang on. All right, and we're back. Hello. Hello. Again. We've all peed. We yeah. have. We've talked I about pee. I didn't pee this time. Oh, you didn't? No. no I haven't drank enough water And you know morning. what? I didn't offer you anything when you got here. Oh, that's okay. I just sat your ass down I'm and totally, said, we got to get this I'm going. teed up and coffeed up, and okay. I drank water at home, so I'm, I should, I'm going to need to pee soon. Right. Just not yet. All right. So, I am... Oh, sorry. I was looking for the dog. Just make sure that he isn't outside. He's by the back door. All right. Just don't look at him. I have no food for him. No eye contact. Um, okay. So we're doing a birth story, and I've been elected to do my last and final birth story. Mm-hmm. Um, this is of my daughter, who's asleep upstairs right now. She's probably not asleep. She's probably waiting for you guys to leave before she comes out. <laughs> but they will have to... Uh, they'll they'll have, have to wait. They'll have to come out at some point because i got to take them to their dads. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, her birth, again, was induced. So all three of my guys were induced. What, now the cat? Get off the damn table. Um, they were all induced. She was induced... On her due date, I think. I think on her due date. Why? What um, was the reason? The reason was uh, nothing dramatic. The reason was I'd been induced three times, two times before, and it's what I knew, and I had no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another reason why I think I'm really not. I'm not super anti-induction because I just. I mean, I, I'm super anti-induction, you know, because you just don't want to be pregnant anymore. And really with her, it was summer, end of August. There was a fucking heat wave. Mm. I was a billion pounds pregnant. And we didn't have any air conditioning in this house at the time. Oh, my God. It was an Olympic year. 
So I remember laying in that bed upstairs with mm-hmm. the one air conditioning unit that we had, mm-hmm. lying on the bed with it blowing cold air on my massive body while my husband and the kids were outside playing in the water and stuff like that. But the idea of getting off that bed and going outside basically put me into tears. Mm-hmm. So I did not partake in anything that meant moving. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Unless it was moving your ass to the hospital where they had air conditioning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was so fat. It was ridiculous. Um, but we were induced. We were induced in the morning. Um, water's broken. Um, walked around. Pitocin. I think I may have had a little bit of Pitocin. I don't think it was a lot. But we walked and we moved and we moved and we walked and everything was fine. And I had my happy, lovely OB, Dr. Hugh, that I loved. And then things started to get a little more intense. Um, And I kind of ended up in bed. And I remember lying there on the bed in a lot of pain. And my husband was standing there and he had jeans on and this leather belt, this brown leather belt. And I was lying there and every time a contraction came, I grabbed onto the leather belt and I twisted it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I probably like cinched his waist in by like... You meant to be a little bit lower, but you thought, (laughs) no. Um, And... In that time, because it was basically an unmedicated, like no epidural, um, he couldn't leave my side. Like he didn't eat, he didn't drink, he didn't go to the bathroom because the nurses aren't with you the mm-hmm. whole time. They are come in and out and they do their thing. So when it came, the birth itself was generally. Uh, oh what was what that? the fuck? Cat chasing the birds? A bird, no. a bird okay. that's outside the window. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Hold on a second. I just want to go show the cat because I hate this cat. Kim is a happy pet owner. <laughs> She's absolutely not go. most of the time. Stupid ass fucking cat. All right. Anyways, um, when it uh, came time to push because we couldn't do anything because he couldn't go anywhere, we were pushing and pushing. And I do this as a, I don't know if you guys do this as a doula, but I do this as a doula. Yeah. When the person is pushing, you're going, yeah, you're doing great. Okay, push. And you, you, and you push yourself and yeah. all the pressure builds up in your head. Yeah, I have to remind myself not to push. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I shit myself. You are not having a baby, Suzanne. Yeah, yeah. so stop fucking pushing. Calm but down. partners do it all the time. Well, he yeah. did this. And of course, because he hadn't eaten, because he hadn't drank, he went, Oh, really? He passed out? He passed out. Oh, my God. Are so. you hearing this, Avril? This is what we were talking about in our prenatal the other day. Um, so he passes out, and then suddenly it's all about him, and the nurses were on him and, you know, mm-hmm. getting him up into a chair and things like that. I'm like, hello? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, he's sitting in this chair now going, yeah, you're doing great, honey, and I'm thinking just... Oh, this is like his third baby. Fuck off. So like, you should know... Yeah. Now, now, granted, I know you're going to balk at this, but look, he was, during the birth, 
an amazing support person. Like he, why I would cannot, I look at that? I don't know because he's my ex-husband. Um, well, but he's not a demon. I he's cannot his shining moments. I cannot fault him for that because he was an amazing birth support hey, person. Hey, I just gave my ex-husband a compliment yesterday. Wow. I I said if there's one thing I can say about Duke to do, that's his name. Was that he always right? I I'm fair. Okay. Nobody's all bad. So anyway, so he sort of passed out, and then at the same time too, you know, I'm sitting here going like, this is it for me. Like this is the last time I'm doing this, and you know, I need it to be all about me, selfish me, wanting to for it to be all about me. Um, and the nurse, one nurse came in and started talking to the doctor about a shift change and things like that. I'm like, people, it's Whoa. about me. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. about me and this baby that is coming forth from my body. Mm-hmm. So she finally comes out and, you know, again, nothing, my births are boring. Like, nothing very <laughs> dramatic um, happened in that case. She did. Except that Allie entered the Allie world. Allie entered the world. That's and a, it's funny, we had. That's a big deal. We had two names picked out. We weren't sure what we were going to call her. It was either going to be uh, Catherine Elizabeth. Or mm, very fancy. Or Alexandra Grace. Whoa. So And then you chose Allie. And we Alexandra Grace is Oh her that name. is oh her name is Alexandra. Yeah. I remember asking you if her name was Allie and you said yes, I think. Well yeah, her name is Allie. We call well, her Allie. I thought I thought I'm I'm I meant if that was her name name. Oh no no no. It's short oh, form for Alexandra. Alexandra Grace. Yes. My mother well. hates her name. Why? Um, it's very she I hates like name. the name Grace. Oh. Like when your grandmother tells you, you know. I hate your name. When your mother tells you that, you know, I hate the name it shows for your child, I'm like, any particular reason that negative connection to the name Grace? She does have some negative connection to the name Grace. Her child, that childhood bully named Grace, who always used to, like, poke her with a stick or something. (laughs) Probably. Um, But one thing that did happen, so talking about postpartum, so one thing that did happen with Allie, her, the drama with Allie came not with her birth itself, but with the postpartum. So when we were in hospital, you know, again, the nurses are helping. And I had two other babies that I'd breastfed before, so this shouldn't have been that hard. Mm -hmm. And latched her and all of this stuff, and it just wasn't really working. And But she hadn't lost a lot of weight, so and her jaundice was fine, so they sent us home. And this was literally, this was the first time... I'd ever been able to take a baby home the first time. That's huge. Yeah, because... Sorry, what? First time what? The first time I was actually able to, like, our time was up and we they let us leave because huh. the other two were in the NICU. In the NICU. Yeah. Like, we never left the hospital with them until a week later. So, in fact, I was actually, as we were walking out, I kept looking behind us thinking that somebody was going <laughs> to stop us. You can't take that baby. It's not you. It's not you who we meant to let to discharge. Sorry, you can't go. Get back back in the room. Go back to the NICU where you're You're where you belong. Yeah. So we get home and she's feeding, but it's not going well. And she's not taking in any enough food and she's projectile vomiting. Everything that's sorry, did did you say this already when I was in the kitchen? How much did she weigh at birth? Nine three. Not tiny. No. Which I think was another reason why they kind of let us go. Like, she was a nice, big, healthy, chunky baby, so mm-hmm. go home. So, but she was, every time food went in, if anything went in, it came, came out. out. And I'm like, 
my gut was saying there's something's not right. Something's not right. Mm. So we, in the middle of the night one night, I just looked at Paul and I'm like, this is not right. I have to, we have to go to mm-hmm. the hospital. But of course I had two other children and it's the middle of the night. So he stayed home with them and I drove Allie oh back God. to the... How many days postpartum? Two, maybe. Oh, Jesus. So we get back to the hospital now, of course, and we get through emergency and they're weighing her and yeah, she lost a significant amount of weight based on what she was before. Enough that they were... They wanted to keep her. But again, it's the middle of the night. And because we had been outside, because we had left the hospital, they didn't want us in the NICU. Right. Because we'd been outside. Contaminated. We'd been contaminated by the world. So they were going to put us into pediatrics. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know pediatrics. Mm -hmm. I knew the NICU. I knew how the NICU worked. I -hmm. knew the people in the NICU. And I was like, I started to get agitated and I didn't say anything, but I was like, I don't know about this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, it's going to be all weird and strange. And I was alone. My husband was at home with my other two kids. And we, the doctor on staff in the, in the ER, because we went back through the ER, I guess, talked to the pediatrician who, again, we knew because he had been the pediatrician that had admitted us each other time. And... He said, I don't know what the conversation entailed, but when it was all over and done with, and I can't remember his name for the life of me, and I feel bad for not because he was so amazing. Um, What they did was is they left us in the emergency for a few hours and then sent us up to the NICU. Mm -hmm. What they did was in the NICU, there was a breastfeeding room that all the moms would go and breastfeed Mm -hmm. and pump and all of that stuff. So they'd take their babies out of the isolettes and they'd go into this room, feed them, and then they'd put them back. Well, they cleared that room out and put us in an isolate in there for a few mm. days. Okay. So we basically had our own little room <laughs> where she was going to be. And I mean, I felt bad because outside in now, all the mamas were sort of kicked out of their room. Yes. And I was pretty sure I was getting the stink eye from some of them. <laughs> but sure. I don't care. This is my baby. I'll yeah. take you on right now. Mm-hmm. Um And we stayed there in that room for probably a couple of days. And what was happening was when she breastfed, so when she breastfed, when she opened her mouth, her tongue would go to the roof of her mouth. Mm -hmm. So when my boob went in, when my breast went in, it It was underneath her tongue. So that was also like chewing up my my nipple. And and it didn't, I'm going to admit, I don't remember it hurting. I don't because I would have stopped it and tried Mm -hmm. again. But it was, my nipples were pretty hamburger meat, Mm. gross. Um, So the... Maybe she just deadened the nerves by then. Probably. (laughs) Um, So after a few days, they sort of moved us out into when it showed signs, you know, that we were not contaminated with anything huge. Um, They moved us out into the the regular area. But the, um, what do you say, the lactation consultants can't remember that word. Um, the lactation consultants uh, started me on a nipple shield. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a big fan of nipple shields, but I wasn't a doula at that point. So for whatever this was, this was what was going to work. 
It's and, a tool. It's and just it, a tool yeah. to be used. Mm-hmm. And what it did was is it trained her to put her tongue down when yeah. she opened her mouth. And it's funny, when she was, I'm pretty sure, it, I don't know if it still happens now, but years later, if you gave, went to give her a spoonful of something and she opened her mouth, her tongue still went to the roof of her mouth. So it's just something that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but they trained, the nipple shield trained her to put her tongue down so that we could feed. And mm-hmm. that was, that again, after several days of doing that, um, became instinctual. But the good thing with this was, because I see a lot of nipple shields, LCs offering, um, and this is not a criticism, because I know that there's people are overworked and stuff like that. But back 14 years ago, I wasn't able to leave the hospital until I could feed her without that nipple shield. Mm. Instead of sending me home with it, I needed to, so we were there for a week mm-hmm. to get her oh weight God. up. And to make sure that, make sure that she was latching, she was properly, latching her and tongue feeding was good. well. Yep. Um, what year was that? Uh, 14 years ago. So 2004. Yeah, August 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was great. Um, it felt when it was all over and done with. And I actually ended up feeding her the longest out of all my kids. I would have fed her for the full year mm-hmm. if I could, because that's when this sort of the year maternity leave came into effect. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't going back to work anyways, but I didn't tell them to work that. Um, but it, whatever. Um, so one time when I was feeding her, and this is how we kind of knew like things were not good. When I first got the nipple shield, I think the first or second time I had the nipple shield, she latched on with it. And when she came off, the, it was full of blood. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at it going, oh, my God. Like, I started to panic. Mm-hmm. And the LC is like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, but she's drinking that. I'm thinking, I've, that's a vampire, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, no, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's just your nipple needs to heal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like okay Mm. (laughs) I'm like three kids in I should know what the hell I'm doing but you know she threw a wrench into things and Mm -hmm. she made things a little more difficult but I think for me you know that sort of midnight run you know back to the hospital I'm not gonna lie it's drama it made me feel powerful Mm-hmm. Like I was doing this for my child. Yeah, I was do- you needed was, to go. Allie and me were Thelma even though Louise, that you were we still were, you yeah. were still bleeding. Your uterus was still contracting, yep. but you had to do this for your kid. So yep. you, yeah, but you will yeah. not ignore something that you knew intuitively was this shit wrong. Ain't right. No, yeah. that there was something wrong for yeah. all the people. Because you, when you, when you start to feel that, you also hear the voices of it'll be fine. You're overreacting. All the yes. things that we women are told when we start to intuitively feel something. And you said, fuck that noise. No. Nope. We're going. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Because, uh, and I think, and I think Paul was kind of on board too when, you know, the, we, cause I was like, well, fuck it. I used bottles. Like I, I mean, Will was barely breastfed. I mean, I think yeah. he got a boob in his face a few times and that was it. Um, maybe three months. And then Thomas was about six months. So using a bottle, I was all for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that at all. We'll totally go. Fuck breastfeeding. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. But when that bottle went in and we gave her food and then it projectile vomited all over the bedroom. Yeah, no, there's something wrong because it's not just breastfeeding. Something else is at Going work on. here. So I don't know, you know, that was kind of Did it, the projectile the, vomiting thing turn that, out to be any? No, no, just, yeah. Happened. 
So I think that was her fine. That was Allie finally saying something's wrong. You have mm-hmm. to do something. So that was that made me feel that made me feel like a really. I don't think I ever really felt like a powerful mama bear at that until that point. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of who I am now. Is that was the turning point of who I was. I was going to be. And that birth in itself actually is what brought me to become a doula. That birth in that postpartum period was where I decided that, you know, there needed to be more for people instead of just sending me out into the world mm-hmm. and saying, you know, mm-hmm. no, we don't have. Right. You're done. Your, your 24 hours are up. See you later. Bye. Ciao. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, my husband fainting and, you know, <laughs> and all of that. I knew there needed to be something different. There yes. needed to be something where it was just about the birthing parent mm-hmm. that was just about the mom mm-hmm. and that was sort of where what brought me to this point like that was the stepping stone mm. and to being the fierce mama bear that I am like my kids think oh you're so overprotective and I'm like you know what no I am your mom and when the shit hits the fan who are you, you gonna call who are you gonna call you're gonna call me because I am going to be the one that makes and that I need fixed, to be on fixes shit yeah I, I may not know how to fix shit, but we'll but figure it out. There's got to be figure a YouTube, out how to fix it. Got to be a YouTube mm-hmm. video. We'll figure it out, right? So, so I think you there's got to be a YouTube video. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there um, is. I'm sure there is. For I'm everything. sure there is for yeah. everything. Um, so yeah, that's that's the birth of Allie, and really, yeah, the birth itself, not really all that dramatic except for the fainting. But that was where that was how we got to this point in our lives. And how Excellent. I, how I became a doula. And we are so glad that Allie is here. And yes. that you became a doula. Yeah. If not, where would I be right now? I'd be at work right now. <laughs> in a chemical company. Because oh, that's where I used to work. <laughs> well, thank right. you, hooligans, for right. doing this podcast today. Tired ass bitches. <laughs> that's us. We be tired. Oh my god. And this is only activity one. This is only activity one for I know. today. But I'm hoping my mm-hmm. I'm hoping my neck thing, my head thing. Shut up, Jack. Nobody wants to hear from you. What have you got to do today, yeah, what Jack? Do, what do you got to do today? What's on your agenda? What's on your... What do you, yeah? Eating. Eating. Tell me a story. And eating some more. Tell me a story. Let's gotta hear take it. a nap. Let's mm-hmm. hear it. Can you Come. feel the accusation coming from his eyes? Like, Feed you me. You know what I need to do. Come on. Speak. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank you. That was Thanks. Jack. That was Jack. Jack is also busy. Yep. Today. It's, Have a great day, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. And yeah. yeah. Be good. See you next week.